welcome to the Global Public Health Services Podcast, GPHS, where you get to hear about Cruise Line public health leadership topics. Our experts are here to guide you, inform you, and make what is an in-depth and technical topic a little bit more understandable, relatable, and practical. We aim to keep it informal, yet informative and helpful to all those tuning in, from managers to crew to executives to travelers. Now, the beginning of the first series will cover a topic that is of importance to many, the no-sale order. Our experts will share with you their insights on what is taking place, how the cruise lines are making the best efforts to implement safeguards prior to sailing again, once the CDC's no-sale order expires. What challenges can we expect, both for the cruise lines and travelers alike? And finally, what effects will there be on the cruise line industry as a whole for public health, with COVID-19 effects in mind, but also with the overall different aspects of public health that are essential to always keep in the forefront in a way to maintain a healthful and safe environment. With all that being said, a brief introduction of and to our experts and then on to our topic. So don't go anywhere. Hello, Dave. Hello, John. It's great to have you here. Before we begin, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves? I'd like to start with you, Dave. Maria, this is Dave Forney, and I'm one of the three managing partners of Global Public Health Services. Prior to that, uh, I was a public health advisor with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, working in many different national and international public health programs. My last 10 years at CDC, I was the chief of CDC's Vessel Sanitation Program. When I retired in 2006, I started doing public health consulting to the cruise lines. And so um, I have over 20, 22 years of public health experience directed specifically to the cruise line industry. Thank you, Dave. And you, John? I'm John Schnorr. I am a retired U.S. Public Health Service officer. Uh, My last assignment with the U.S. Public Health Service was with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Vessel Sanitation Program. Uh, When I retired from there, I took a job as the Director of Public Health for Norwegian Cruise Lines. Uh, And after that, I started doing public health consulting. Uh, And I am now one of the three managing partners for Global Public Health Services. Thank you so much. Welcome back, John and Dave. We are getting close in time to the expiration date of the CDC's no-sale order. So let's talk a little bit about what challenges you guys foresee. Well, a lot of the challenges um, that we're looking at as we prepare for that or we hope for that, um, we're going to include some of the, the things that we need to sort of have the guests or the passengers, crew as well in the crew areas, what they need to look at and they need to be aware of. And probably one of the biggest 
challenges that the ships are going to have. And it's going to start even on the pier as the passengers arrive to go on the cruise, uh, is to maintain this physical distancing standard, um, which is uh, two meters or six foot, six feet distances between each other. Uh, and, you know, the ships are going to go through a lot of different things in how to help establish what that is. Uh, nothing different than you've seen at your local grocery store, bank, or any of those other things. But it's really going to rely on everybody, crew and passengers, of really observing what those are and try to, try to maintain those, those distances. Dave. Yeah, I mean, people have to remember as as a passenger wanting to come and sail, there's they're part a very small part of a much larger group of people. You have everybody on the crew that is trying to follow the best guidelines put out by CDC, World Health Organization, and their own internal consultants. You have people that work in the ports. You have people who are going to be driving the buses from the airport to the ports. You're going to have people that are providing the food that comes onto the ship. So there, there are really thousands of people involved with getting a cruise ship going out and they must all follow some very stringent guidelines that are going to be new to everybody. Um, and they, they're going to be monitored closely. All the, the supply chain, everything is monitored very closely. The crew, the people in the port. The one area that is really the, the biggest uh, wild card Mm -hmm. be the, the passengers okay. who are going to have to come down to the port, whether they fly down, whether they drive a car, whether they rent a car, whether they rent and fly, however they, they come down to the port. They have to take it upon themselves to follow the same prevention recommendations that they're going to see when they get to the ship. And primary in that, as we've said before, is hand hygiene. Mm -hmm. uh, hand washing and hand sanitizing and the use of, of face covers. Okay. Is, is this something that... Yeah, it's going to be a requirement when they get on board, but it's one of the things that uh, in the United States we're not used to seeing, and that's people wearing face masks. There are other parts of the world, it's probably very unusual to see somebody without a face cover in public. And I think we're going to have to very quickly get to the point that we're like a lot of those other countries where we're used to seeing people with face covers on, and it's for good reason. What I was uh, asking was, do, you, um, do the cruise lines, are they going to implement more stringent rules? How can the managers on board and the crew enforce certain policies with the passengers, for example? That, that's kind of a good question. I mean, part of it is one of the ways the cruise lines, mm -hmm. uh, they're trying to to minimize some of the risk is uh, they're cutting the number of passengers that would be on board the ship significantly. Um, they, I heard different, uh, different numbers, 50% reduction, uh, third reduction. It just kind of depends on, on the different cruise lines and, and the size of the ships, but that's going to be one thing. It's uh, I think probably all of us will, if we were cruising, part of us will like that because it's not so crowded. Mm -hmm. um, but it also means that uh, there's not as much going on all the time on the ship. 
So that's, that's one of the things that, that they're looking at doing. Um, and Dave had mentioned with uh, face covering and things like that, that's gonna be one of those things that in certain areas, it will be mandated that they must wear face covering in those areas. Well, now it hasn't been, I don't think any of them have come and figured it out completely. I don't know that they've figured out how, <laughs> how they're gonna enforce it because that's gonna be another, another challenge as well. But the, the fact is we have to hope that everybody that's coming on will, will take some responsibility, not only for themselves, but for their fellow travelers so that everybody can enjoy the vacation that they're looking for. Will the entities enforced by like governments, can governments enforce certain things that then are obligatory on a cruise ship? Well, they can, they set certain standards that the cruise lines must follow. And they've been doing that. And, and what VSP has been doing for many years is a good example of that. Mm. Uh, they have a standard that really, if the cruise ships are going to be successful, they must follow that public health standard. Same thing with the COVID-19 and everything that's going to go into um, trying to ensure the, the safest possible environment for people to sail on now with respiratory illness, CDC is going to expect you to follow the, the standards that uh, you've provided to CDC for review. So if you say you're going to require your passengers to wear face covers anytime they're walking up and down the hallways or anytime they go into an elevator, then CDC will expect you to uh, enforce that as best you can while on board. And again, folks need to understand this. They're not the only ones going on this ship. There are people from all over the world going on the same ship and everybody has to take personal responsibility uh, for their own health and making sure that they do not get sick. But if they're not feeling well and are sick, that they stay home. And I think you'll find that the cruise lines are more than willing to work with you that if you call up and say, you know, I've been running a temperature for the last three days and I'm supposed to come down to Miami to get on a ship, I think they'd be more than willing to say, hey, you know, feel better, we'll be glad to see you at a different date when you're feeling better and they'll work out something for you. That is fascinating. Now, in the last podcast, you reminded me, Dave, you mentioned advisory boards or we discussed a little bit about that. Are they assisting to implement these types of thoughts, reactions to let's say somebody saying I'm sick? Is this being discussed as an option to control essentially if a traveler uh, to get them to feel comfortable to say, I'm sick, I'm not going to come to take that responsibility that you guys are mentioning? Well, I think I think the cruise lines are, are looking in any and all means they can to make sure that people who are not, who are potentially ill, don't, don't show up. The last thing they want to do is have somebody fly into wherever and realize that they uh, have signs and symptoms of GI illness or, or respiratory illness, because during screening, the ship is going to say, I'm sorry, you cannot get on board. And so therefore, if, if somebody, again, is not feeling well, 
uh, and they call their travel agent or the cruise line ahead of time and say, this is where I am right now. I'm sick. I, I, you don't want me there and I don't feel like coming there. <laughs> yes. uh, and they, they did this during norovirus. They, they were very good at working with individuals to, um, without penalty when they could. Again, this is an individual cruise line decision, yeah. but they want to they want to try and provide incentives for sick people to stay home and for healthy people to show up. Of course, John. And yes, and a lot of the I mean, a lot of the so the advisory boards that we're talking about. I mean, a lot of that is the cruise lines are looking at different uh, specialties, health uh, care providers, a lot of different things, and really what the advisory boards are doing at the moment are just helping to kind of just talk interdisciplinarily about what things can be put in place and they're making they're making recommendations i mean uh, we've been involved we said uh, gphs has been involved with reviewing some for different companies and that's part of what we do is we give some input on from our background uh, at the end of the day though it's still the cruise lines that have to make the decision as to okay what what can we tolerate? What, what can we do and still provide the level of service and the enjoyment? Because they're in the hospitality business. So they're, that's their focus. Um, we're hoping that they, they take some of the advice and they come up with maybe different ways uh, to be able to apply it. But yeah, every, everyone that we've worked with, I mean, the plan is the passengers will be screened in the terminals before they're ever allowed. allowed to get on board the ship. And if they have symptoms of any kind, or if they, they're even looking at doing some quick tests, if they are suspicious, they will Maybe. deny boarding for those, those passengers. <laughs> because the last thing the cruise industry wants to have happen, and the last thing government entities and, and local authorities want to have happen is that we have a sick person on board the ship and we make a lot of other people sick. And so everybody is gonna be, these first month or so, few cruises, um, they're, they're gonna be watching everybody very closely just to make sure that they don't have, have any illnesses on board the ship. Any, any respiratory illnesses that even resemble COVID-19. My question is, are there any applicable changes to guidance worldwide? Because I know we talk about the Vessel Sanitation Program Manual for the U.S., correct? As, yes. as guidance. But what about Canada, Europe, with your expertise? How are things going to change? Have they changed already? Are there regulations that have to be followed? by the cruise lines, besides the cruise lines having to work with passengers, obviously, on trying to reduce these risks of the COVID-19. Well, um, go ahead, Dave. The go CDC ahead. program, uh, the Vessel Sanitation Program, is kind of the international standard for public health on cruise ships. Mm. Uh, the, the Canadians have actually taken it and said that uh, they're not going to produce an a operational manual. They're just going to use CDCs. VSP manual. And so, you know, that, that is their manual. Uh, and, and so they, they work at it. We know that uh, the vessel sanitation program staff going back years has worked with many other countries in developing 
their vessel sanitation equivalent programs um, in Australia and throughout Europe, actually, in Brazil, um, all over. Uh, so there, there is a lot of um, cooperation uh, between the various uh, international health organizations and national health organizations to follow kind of what the, the CDC program says. Now, again, as I said earlier, 85% of the cruises throughout the world belong to companies that primarily sail in the United States or a subsidiary of one of the companies based in the U.S. And therefore, for instance, Carnival Cruise Lines has uh, Carnival UK and Carnival uh, P&L in Australia. These are Carnival brands that even though the ships may not come to the United States, they will have to follow Carnival guidance, which is based on uh, CDC's recommendations. So one, one of the other things to remember, and, and so Dave and I, because of our background, we talk about this uh, VSP, the Vessel Sanitation Program manual. Yes. But we have to remember too that that manual is based on gastrointestinal acute uh, gastroenteritis uh, and not with respiratory. So yeah. there's a sister agency within the CDC. This is the Division of Global Migration and Quarantine who actually have the the lead when it comes to pretty much everything but gastrointestinal illness on board cruise ships. So they have the authority, they have the jurisdiction, and they set a lot of the standards uh, when it comes to all the other diseases other than AGE, this acute gastroenteritis on board cruise ships. That's why Dave, when he's talking, a lot of times we'll refer to something as a VSP requirement versus a CDC requirement. So wow. CDC is kind of, when we, when we use that term, what we're talking now, that sort of includes or that sort of kind of identifies things that VSP doesn't have any control over. They don't, they don't make the rules or work with the rules when it comes to respiratory illnesses, except for there's a couple of minor exceptions to that. Can you give me an example? Of an exception? Well, what you're saying, the differences, yes, between well, the two. Well, one, well, I mean, Legionella. Legionella would be the one that's a respiratory, it causes a pneumonia type illness. The good thing with that though, is it's not spread person to person. So we don't have the same concern. It's usually spread through uh, contaminated water in, a, in an air handling unit, a re air conditioner, something like that, or a shower head. And that affects a single individual normally. Yes. And it's not spread to other people. That, that's why this, this COVID-19 has been such a challenge because of the person-to-person -person spread of it. Um, and that's why with most of the things that VSP is dealing with, uh, it's not that it can't involve multiple people, but the spread is usually more um, identified. It's not just somebody there coughing, talking, things like that that's spreading it. So uh, there are different, uh, different things. Uh, I'm sure there'll be things in the VSP manual, the next revision of the manual that might change. Yes. And they might be asked to incorporate other things like they did for 
uh, Legionella control, which isn't really idea, wasn't, isn't naturally within their scope of oversight. But due to the importance of public health, they will probably do something, add something. They probably, I would think so, because pool and spa, the recreational water, uh, really is, a, is an outgrowth of the Legionella control and the outbreak that was went back in the early 90s. Uh, late, and yeah, so they, really they expanded there. Yeah. And we're seeing, you know, some safety issues come into the VSP manual that have to do with pools and spas and things like that as far as some, some safety and anti-entrapment drains and things. I think you will find that uh, instead of being the, the VSP manual, yeah. uh, maybe it'll be renamed. Who knows? It might be now CDC's cruise ship manual instead of being the VSP manual yes, uh, and be a little more inclusive of public health in general and not just GI illness. Of course. And, and in a lot of ways in the past with, because Dave and I were involved with several revisions of the manual and there's things that have come into the manual that the cruise industry has actually requested be put in there. Okay. Um, that we were sort of shocked because they usually didn't want us to put more things in there, but they felt that the only way they could make sure that they got done is if they were held accountable. And so we don't know. I mean, it's hard to say what the next revision will be, but they might bring up a lot of different things that they want to put in there that they've learned and that can assist them to try to prevent um, another pandemic type. And it, I mean, we can say for the cruise industry, you, I guess we could use the term catastrophe if, mm -hmm. I mean, we can recover from it, but it, yeah. it has been a huge impact on the cruise yes. industry as well as the entire world. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if there are revisions, we'll be talking about that and we will be talking about the effects. Uh, but before we go, do you, either of you have any last words of advice, determining factors to successfully continue as we're now passengers cruise with the new, not in uh, place regulations, but in the VSP manual, not in place in that sense, but with every cruise line doing something to ensure maintenance of the COVID-19 spread. I think everybody just needs to understand the cruise lines are doing everything they can. Okay. Uh, pulling out all stops, bringing in people that have all kinds of what might be crazy ideas, but might work. So they're, they're willing to try anything again you know, if you're, if you're not feeling well and you're planning on going on a cruise, stay home. Yes. John? And, and again, we've talked about it. Uh, we bounced around a lot of things and they'll probably hear this again, but um, to the cruise lines and to the crew, you know, they do a lot of things and it's uh, a lot of these things maybe we take for granted because they just do such a good job. But I want to make sure everybody understands too we're so focused on this COVID-19 and, and getting back into service for this. Don't forget all the other things that you do to prevent illness and to protect your, their health and the health of everybody else on board the ship. Yes. As travelers, since I am no expert in the public health realm, I will make sure to wear my mask, to wash my hands, to not go anywhere if I'm sick and to stay home. And as I said last time, I do thank you 
both for sharing your time with us, your expertise, and I look forward to us talking again when the time comes about this topic. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We look forward to having you back with us on our next episode. In the meantime, we'd like to encourage everyone to remember all the different aspects of public health and what we need to do to maintain a healthful and safe environment. If you need us, you can find our website at gphsconsulting.com. Reach out. You can also find us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and thank you once again for tuning in. We'll be back with more on Cruise Line Public Health Leadership Topics. Until next time.